there. This is the Body and Soul podcast, Healthy-ish, and I am the host, Felicity Harley. Happy Women's Health Week, all you women out there, if you are one listening or were assigned one at birth. Yes, this week, every episode is centered around empowering women to make healthier choices. Now, have you heard of Liptember? It's a fundraising campaign which encourages people to wear lipstick throughout September to raise awareness for women's mental health. Actually, I was an ambassador for many years. Well, this year, alongside research company Nielsen, they surveyed 4,000 women aged 14 to 75 about their mental health and unearthed some pretty alarming stats. Madhavi Nawana Parker is the Managing Director of Positive Minds Australia. She's an author, counsellor and speaker, and she's here to help us make sense of the research. Now, if you do want to take a deeper dive into the research, make sure you listen to Extra Healthish, and you can grab that wherever you get your podcasts. Madhavi, welcome to Healthyish. Lovely to have you on today. Thank you, Felicity. It's lovely to be here. Now, here we go again, talking about a gender gap, this time in mental health. I mean, it has been around for a while in Australia. There's a new study out which has some rather horrifying statistics. Tell us about this research from the Liptember Foundation. Yeah, look, this national research study really is one of the first of its kind in Australia and it's allowing us to make more informed, impactful decisions around women's mental health. So uh, in summary, you know, we're looking at one in two Australian women are reporting that they're experiencing a mental illness and what's really concerning Felicity is less than half of those are seeking help. So uh, so that's concerning. And also, you know, stress is no longer highest in the over 40s gap, which we know uh, there are a lot of additional risk factors at that stage. It's now actually higher in the 29 and under uh, age group for females. So uh, we noticed that in, the, in this research. We also found that minority groups, uh, no surprises there again, are falling gaps. So LGBTQI, Indigenous uh, people, homeless people, non-English speaking backgrounds, uh, and also concerning a quarter of mothers are reporting perinatal depression and anxiety. So I could keep going, but I think that gives you a good good idea of where things are at. I mean, one in two is is quite astounding in some ways. When I first read that, I was like, wow, is, you know, what are some of the reasons why, why? There are so many reasons behind this. And of course, you know, mental health affects both genders, but they affect us differently. And I think neurobiologically, uh, you know, we have so many additional uh, factors as females in terms of hormones, uh, life stages. Uh, I think as primary carers in general, uh, we tend to be in that position of caring for others uh, and then prioritising ourselves at the end. But certainly hormonal factors during those teenage years make us uh, put us at a high risk factor for eating disorders, anxiety, uh, and all of those sorts of challenges. So there are lots and lots of reasons behind it. And that's what I love about this study is the women were able to say, you know, this is hard and be able to really 
start this conversation that I don't think we're having enough of yet. Do you think it's also a, you know, women feeling empowered to actually speak up now, whereas this might have been, you know, decades ago, oh, I can't, I'm okay, I can't talk about this, but underneath, you know, a woman is imploding? That's that's such a great question and I really hope it is the case that people are feeling more comfortable. I think the pandemic opened up this beautiful, like lots of challenges, but a beautiful um, conversation and dialogue around help seeking. Like we all just got in the habit of saying, are you okay? How's everyone doing? And checking in on people we knew were isolated, knew had young families, knew couldn't leave their houses or were caring for elderly parents, all of those sorts of things. So I, I do think, you know, that's helped. I do think uh, women and, and girls in schools are feeling more empowered. And I think we're just being more authentic as a species. Like I, I, I feel in my, having done this work for such a long time, I think people are just more open now to say, do you know what, I'm struggling. I'm actually, and, and we're normalising that it is a struggle. Yeah, all, all these things in life can be a struggle. So, yeah. Now, 68% of women under 39 wish they could take more time to manage their mental health but felt other priorities take precedence. I mean, we know, don't we, and many of our listeners would no doubt fall into this this age group, how can we actually make it a priority? I mean, we know we have to, you know, do things, those non-negotiable things that we do in our life to maintain good mental health, but somehow we also have to do washing and cleaning and, you know, ex- look after children or whatever it may be. How could do we actually make mental health a priority? Yeah, Felicity, you've made such an important point. We know, we know we need to look after ourselves. We all know that. Uh, we all know, I think, largely what we need to do to look after ourselves. We know about all of those uh, things that help us feel better and look after our physical, mental and emotional health. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the researcher Tal Ben-Shahar, but he does a lot of wellbeing research. And Tal talks about rhetorical choices, so a bit like rhetorical questions where you know the answer, um, what the answer is. It's the same with a choice, right? At the end of the day, our well-being uh, and looking after ourselves is a choice. No one else is going to make it for us. It's, it's something we have to do for ourselves. But firstly, it's just remembering. I think it's just really hard to remember when you've got like 18 people, things, requests coming at you, you're not going to then just say, do you know what, I'd just like you to wait for a moment, little two and a half year old or elderly parent. Do you know what, I don't have 18, I have 180 or 1,800. Exactly. Oh, I'm so glad. Great. (laughs) This is the reality, right? Um, And I say great because it makes me feel like, okay, it's not just 18. We are our mental load, the things we carry. And I think women, you know, we're so, uh, many of us, it's that language that we use to communicate both in our head as well as out there with other people. So I think spinning around in our head over and over are all of the expectations we place on ourselves, all of the expectations other people tend to place on us. And I think as a gender, we're not so great at then compartmentalising and saying, well, I'm at the moment, I'm actually doing this one thing, so I can't do this other thing. You know, we just go, uh, yes, yes. And and uh, and I think, so I think remembering, that's how we prioritise it. I have to put reminders in my phone to remember to to just stop and relax and look at beautiful things in nature um, and, and prioritise it that way by simply reminding myself Felicity, I think that's the 
thing and putting it in like an appointment. We put everyone else's things in our diaries. Uh, what about this? So, you know, that's a start for the, the, the way to prioritise it and we can certainly look at these if you like. Yeah. I do. I actually do that. I, funny, I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Balance and oh, Other BS. Hey. So <laughs> I, know, I know all about, it was yeah, about the mental yeah. load basically. And, um, you know, what I learned out of that and obviously over the years of, of being in this space is that I, I it's just the habit and ritual. I have a 9.30 a.m. Monday morning, I go to the gym and nothing will stop that. I have to do it. So I think I just have to be strong in my decisions and I'm better at saying no. Oh, Felicity, that is just fantastic because we crave certainty. So you're giving your brain certainty. You're creating rituals and routines, which is a really important way uh, to make it a priority. And that routine that you have, I have a similar routine, you know, with going to the gym and doing those sorts of things and just really focusing on what you can control. So just focusing on what you can control, I think is really, really important. And that's how we sort of start to build the, those routines and rituals that do support our well-being and prioritise it. Absolutely. Control your controllables. Madhavi, thank you so much for coming on Healthy-ish. It's such a pleasure. Have a lovely day. If you want to know more about that research, I will leave links to it in the show notes. More from us, bodyandsoul.com.au. Follow us via Body and Soul on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Thanks again for tuning into this chat with Madhavi. And if you have a moment, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Listener.